think about it. The average family in America, they wake up at like 630 in the morning and they've got to, you know, they got to spend their first hour of the day, like getting ready to go to work. And then they got to drive to work and then they're at work all day. And then they got to drive home and then they got to unwind and cook dinner. And it's like, until what time of the day that you actually get a chance to think about what you want to do in your life and what makes you happy. And so, you know, it's just the reality. Welcome back to the Max Your Dash podcast. Thank you for listening, liking, and sharing. We're back for episode 12. It is February 9th, around 4 o'clock. I am joined here by my co-host, Nate. Nate, how are we doing? I'm doing great. It's National Pizza Day. And yeah. uh, after this after this podcast, I'm going to make a pizza on my smoker. And I'm very excited about that. Is it really? Oh, yeah. I think you told Matt that, right? Because, oh, yes, you're right. It is National Pizza Day. What a Huge. blunder on my end, on my end for forgetting <laughs> about this. Yeah, it's 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 it should be like a national holiday. It should. It's a bank holiday. Yeah. <laughs> That's we don't have Mark here today. It's kind of weird. But he's, you know, he's day off. pizza. You know he's eating pizza. <laughs> he definitely is eating pizza for sure. <laughs> oh gosh! Wow. Okay. Well, we want to um, let's do some Max or Dash moments. What do you say? You probably got. I think oh. you got one, right? Do I have one? I think you might have one. Well, uh, lead us off. Max or Dash moment. This is an easy one. On January twenty eighth, uh, at approximately. Th- just before, like 2:58 p.m., my son Grayson Charles Elvers was born into the world. Yeah, uh, it has been it has been an incredible. How many days is that? Like 11 days or something like that. 12 yeah. days. Uh, it's it really is like it. It sounds cliche when I or I used to think it was cliche when people would tell me it's life changing. It's unbelievable. It really is. And yeah, wow, it's it's incredible. So yeah, that is that might be my Max or Dash moment for the rest of these this season of uh, twenty twenty two podcasts. Dude, you said you told me that was your maybe your life Max or Dash moment. Like you'll have more kids and stuff like that, maybe. But you said that was like it's gonna be top. You think that'll be top three? Your first uh, kid, Max or Dash. That's number one for sure. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Once you that's think about amazing. it. Yeah, that <laughs> that is like I love that name too. That's awesome. But congrats, dude. That's sweet. Thank you. What's um, yours? Mine, mine. Let me think. I didn't have a kid, so <laughs> <laughs> my um, I would say like my best friend. My um, like I don't know any of the, those like your friends that I kind of met. I don't know like um like Wes or any of those guys. Did you go to high school with them? Yeah. Or are they like your childhood friends? Yeah. So I would guess I would say like my Wes, the guy that I went to high school with, um he moved away to New York City like um four four years ago now, but he was always like my best friend growing up, and he was mm-hmm. um, back in town for some stuff, and I was able to see him. 
I went to actually go see a movie with him. I saw John Sheldon there. Shout out John Sheldon. <laughs> I did see him there. I went up by and I was like, what's up? And he was like, Steve, is that you? <laughs> it was so, oh so funny to see John. But I, I got to spend some time with probably my, my best friend. So that was cool. I don't get to see him much, but those awesome. are like things that you really like to do. But um, yeah, it's uh something that I like, I feel like I'm, now that I'm I'm 34, haven't I just had a kid? Something that I've really, really like taken to heart in the last, I'd say probably like two years, is I feel like my whole 20s I was so consumed by like my career and like growing mm-hmm. my like my life, and I I kind of like I I would say I wasn't the greatest friend, even though my friends might not agree with that, but like in the last two years I've I've just realized like how important it is that. Yeah, you intentionally like get together with those types of people. Like, even if they moved away, like, do you have it on your calendar when you're going to see them next? You know, right. I think that that stuff is so important. Yeah, it is crazy, dude. When you, by the way, when you say that you're 34, I just in my head I was like, no way. I always just <laughs> think in my head you're a constant like 29 to 31. That's like I, got a little... I guess you could take that as a, a good or a bad thing, but you're like I always think of you as like this young buck. Thirty. I'm not saying <laughs> 34 is not young for everyone listening, but like I did not think you were 34. Yeah, I am 34. I'm starting to get. I got. I got some serious gray coming in in my beard. You do. You do. But dude, I, do. Le- I learned lessons from you like that. Like that's so true. Like a 26 year old. Like for people who are that young listening right now, you got to listen to that stuff that you just said. And like, Mm -hmm. dude, if I didn't talk to you every single day or I didn't talk to you or work close with you or didn't work with you or friends with you, I wouldn't know about any of this stuff uh, about like the important stuff in life like that, that Mm -hmm. like really matters. You know what I mean? It's so weird to think about. And you don't know until like you said you you didn't really realize until you got in your 30s. But like, I'm so fortunate to be around you because I have to listen to you talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like it's kind of cool. Yeah, people people say I'm I'm always in the clouds, so I yeah. think in some ways that's good, some ways maybe yeah. it's not good, but well, <clears throat> no, man, it, it really is. It's uh, like I I just I think all the time about you you know the clock is ticking and right. you never know how long you got, and I want to make sure that you know I spend as much of my time as possible with my friends, my family, my loved ones, doing yeah. cool shit, you know. Yeah. Um. Well, kind of ties into today's topic. I was literally about to say that, dude. That that ties in perfect because you love talking about what we're talking about today. Another thing that I would not be good at if it wasn't for you and hearing you talk about it nonstop, probably since the first day that I met you. Um, <laughs> I have like so many of those funny things, like making fun of you about this. Like you're just the things <laughs> that you say. <laughs> but uh, we're talking about goals today, which is it's yeah. also the anniversary of our first episode ever. Episode one was. Uh, um, was stack your wins or something like that, which essentially our first ever Max or Dash podcast episode was talking about goals and goal setting. Um, is it the one year anniversary? No, no, I think we, I don't remember. It's what close though. Did it, it is. Yeah, we might actually we did it in January because it was a goal of ours to do it in January, but it is close. But I think that like we're a little bit more seasoned podcasters. We can talk Dude, about goals again. Episode- it's like cool. Episode one, I just looked it up, February 2nd, 2021. No, dude, yeah. that's crazy. I remember getting out of that episode feeling after that, like I felt like jittery. It felt like so good. Do you remember? 
I remember yeah, after yes. we recorded it, it was oh, crazy. Yeah. I remember it specifically. We had such a good conversation around it. Um, <laughs> but like for people See, are listening, we're talking about go- we talk about goals all the time, like every day. And if we don't, we're like, you're thinking about it, you know? Yep. Which is yeah, which is crazy. Part of what we do. Um, but I think a lot of today is going to be like me deferring to you. Like I have thoughts on it and stuff, but you're the expert on this. I think really people listening, like this is going to be a really important episode. It's not anything like specific where we're educating you on certain retirement plan pieces or investment planning. But when it comes down to anything personal finance, right? Nate, I feel like the end of it, like the end all is like, you're trying to accomplish a goal when it comes to personal finance. Right. Mm -hmm. So like this might be like the most important thing. Um, but there's no, like, I guess, you know, we're not doing specific like retirement planning pieces. It's more so just like goal planning and how do you incorporate that when it comes to personal finance? Yep. Yeah. I'd say, you know, like what's the point of doing all the financial planning work we do for people if we don't know like the direct, like where are we going with all this? Right. And goals provide direction. And so we always start there, right. We want to know with our clients, what, what's the end goal? Like beginning with the end in mind, what are you trying to achieve with all of this? And then let's work our way back and build your plan and get strategic. Yeah. How, how, how common do you think it is, Nate, with the people that, with the clients that you meet with and the, and the people you talk to, like how often when you talk to someone for the first time, do they know their goals and how often is it coaching them to like discover those goals? If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like it's people don't know their goals. Like I wish people, I wish people, more people came to the table and knew exactly what they wanted to achieve. I think that's actually a huge part of the value add that we bring to the table is helping you get clarity on that. Cause I don't mm-hmm. feel like most of the clients we work with have very clear cut goals and that's okay. Um, I, I, you know, I, I'd argue that most people in general just don't have very clear goals. I remember learning a long time ago that there was, you might remember this from, somewhere along the way that like there was a study done at Harvard. We might even talk about this in the first episode where they, you know, they asked a graduating class of Harvard students. They, you know, do you have your goals? Do you have goals? And like, raise your hand if you have goals and everybody raised their hand. And then they asked the simple question of, do you have your goals written down and are you carrying them with you today? And like, like 1% of the class could raise their hand. Really? Yeah. And then they went back some number of years later, like 10 years later to compare how those people were doing compared to the rest of the population of that class. And it was like an insane, it was something like that 1% of people that had their goals written down and had them on them that day that they were asked out earned an income, the rest of the graduating class at Harvard. I might be wrong a little bit on that. You could just go look up that, you know, Google it, but there's yeah. a legitimate study that was done. And it's just, it's a great example of how important it is that you have goals. And, but more and more than just that, like, do you have them documented? Are you tracking your progress on them? And that's a huge part of what we do, right? Is we help our clients, number one, identify what is it you're trying to do, but then give them like the accountability and the, the, the ability to track, how are you doing on them? Yeah. And, and then, you know, have regular check-ins where we're talking about, here's your goals. How are we doing? What, how can we make more progress? And I, that's, in my opinion, the greatest value add we bring to our client yeah. relationship. Yeah. Well, how do you coach someone to think about those goals, right? If someone's listening to this and they know that goals are important, like mm-hmm. 
and they don't they don't know like where to start like what is my goal how do you get them to, how do you start having that conversation with them how do you discover those goals with them do you back in like what's important to you kind of deal like yeah what's that look like yeah so for me what i try to do so we actually developed in our firm you know uh, a goal setting tool that what we ask our clients to do i think ideally is you know, read the poem, the dash, right? It's such a powerful poem. And it, it really just points to like, if you get, if you can really get into the mindset of thinking about like what you want to accomplish in your life before you're dead, you know, I, that's powerful. And it gets, it, it, it's, I want to know from our clients, like, what do you, what do you really want to do? Right. What's going to provide right. you the most happiness? Like what are the, what are the moments or the experiences you want to feel that are going to bring out the most joy for you, you know? And so, and I, I just, I think, you know, when you, when you start to think about your life, like it's not, it's this finite, you know, it's not this infinite resource, right? Like you, yeah. there's a certain number of days left that you have, and it just really brings forward like what's important. And that's what I want to know from our clients. So like, I hate just like asking the traditional questions of like, all right, when do you want to retire? At what age do you want to be retired? You know, like every financial advisor asks that question. I want to know more about like, when, when are you the happiest? When do you feel the most gratitude? What, what were those moments? And how do you do more of that? Because like, I feel like everybody knows, like if I asked you the question, Steve, like in the last year, when were you just, you were, tell me a moment where you were like by yourself and you were just so grateful and so happy doing something, you know, and, and if, if people identified those moments more and like wrote them down, you'd probably realize some trends of like the things in your life that truly bring out the best version of you and that where you're, you're, you're really, really happy and really grateful. And what I, I want to know those things, because then we can start to identify some really meaningful, impactful goals for you in your future. And when we can get to that level of goal setting with clients, I feel like the relationship changes, you know, I, I hate just asking the traditional finance questions of like, when do you want to retire? Yeah. You know, um, I, I want to know more about the inner person and like what really yeah. makes them happy. It is crazy. Because, so essentially the answer is like, find out what makes you happy and then do whatever mm -hmm. it takes to do more of that because we don't have a lot of time. Mm -hmm. But like what, if you really think about that, like do you, how many people do you think really know what makes them happy? Like if they're actually thinking about that and not the, you know, like, oh, this makes me happy. Like, what actually makes them happy? When are they feeling the most joy, right? Like, yeah. do you think people listening to this can say right away it's this or they know or they have to think about it? Which is kind of crazy, right? Yeah, it's – it's some people can. A lot of people can't. And that kind of makes me sad, you know. And, and I think it's just because – it's not that they don't know. It's just they haven't sat down and really thought about that question, you know. Right. Like you were, you were just saying before we hopped on this podcast, how busy your last two days have been, right? Like yeah. that's most people's lives, right? Like mm -hmm. most people, right? Think about it. The average family in America, they wake up at like 630 in the morning and they've got to, you know, they got to spend their first hour of the day, like getting ready to go to work. And then they got to drive to work and then they're at work all day. And then they got to drive home and then they got to unwind and cook dinner. And it's like until what time right. of the day that you actually get a chance to think about what you want to do in your life and what yeah. makes you happy. And so, you know, it's just the reality of the situation most people are in. So you know, we want to help people slow down and say, okay. And I, I really do love the question of like, you know, tell me about a time in the last 
you know, most recent memory that you can think of where you just felt so happy. You had so much, you were so grateful. You had so much joy inside. You. What, what, tell me about that moment. And it might yeah. be as simple as, oh man, you know, we had an amazing, we went on this camping trip. I, you know, with, with, with our family, we were sitting around the fire making s'mores. Okay. Why was that so special to you? You know, uh, you know, because we were together, we weren't like watching TV. We weren't on our phones. We were outdoors. We were just having great conversations. We were laughing like, okay, that's, that's amazing. So what you're telling me is that what really matters to you is like being together with your family, experiencing things like that outdoors, mm. away from technology, away from the busy life. How can we do more of that in 2022? What's one thing we can put on your calendar that we can get excited to look forward to in 2022 that brings out more of that? And yeah. now we've got real, real impactful goals in someone's financial plan, right? And so right. we could just take that even further and even further and even further, right? But that's the kind of stuff that I really want to know from people, um, because if we can help you design more of that in your life, I think overall, you're going to just feel a lot better about the way you spend your time. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You, It's really about being intentional, right? Mm -hmm. um, because like you said, the, the treadmill of life is crazy. Um, it is. With, especially as you get older and like more, you know, you start a family like, dude, you're going to be on a crazy treadmill, you know? Like yeah. it's, it's crazy. I think that that's so important though, for people to actually sit down and think about it because then what, what happens if you don't do that, then you might create a goal that you're not really attached to. And if you're not really attached mm -hmm. to that goal, you're not going to really want to achieve it. You know, like think about if you, right. Does that make sense? Is, am I making sense? Uh -huh. If you're, if you make oh, yeah. a goal that you actually is attached to something that actually makes you happy, you're going to do everything you can to not give yep. up on that. No, I, right? I agree. I think, yeah, it's, it's all about like, again, it's like really figuring out what you really want to do, right. <laughs> not just the, and a lot of people set goals because it's what other people are doing. I don't give yeah. a shit about that stuff. Like I want to yep. know what you want, what mm -hmm. makes you happy. Yeah. Let's figure that out. And then how, to, <laughs> and then another big part that I think is important to point out that you'll hear me say a lot is like, is it on your calendar? Yeah, You know, like time blocking is such a, a crucial part to like making things actually happen. Yeah. I have a great friend um, down in Texas who he's so good at like making sure that the next thing's on our calendar of what we're going to do together, you know, whether it's just having wine over zoom one night because yeah. we're so far apart or it's a golfing trip that we're going to do or whatever. We always have something scheduled. The next thing is always scheduled. Yeah. And like you were talking about your, your buddy down in New York city, like, that would be my advice to you. If that's a really important relationship to you and it right. makes you really happy to be together, make sure you always end every interaction with the next thing you're going to do. Even yeah. if it's two years from now, Yeah. you know, Yeah. put it on the calendar. The things that are on the calendar actually happen. I can't tell you how many times in my life I've said, had so many great ideas with friends of things we wanted to do. And then we just talked about it, but we never scheduled it. So it never happened. Yeah. You know? okay. And time is wasted. Interesting. Now with the goals, do we talk up? I, I think recently, especially, I mean, I, I, when we post on our Instagram, I've probably used this word. I don't even know 50 times in the captions or the, or the posts that we've made. Um, the, the last like month, by the way, go follow us on Instagram. We're at dash capital advisors. Um, yep. habits is the word habits. How mm. key are habits with, accomplishing a goal like do you think that someone can accomplish a a goal 
if they have bad habits. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, habits. So I love the saying that you don't decide your future. You decide your habits and your habits decide your future. Mm-hmm. Um, your habits are the most important thing for sure. And so like we were talking for the first however many minutes of this episode about goal setting and stuff like that and kind of talking about, you know, those big picture moments and things like that. But, you know, when you start to identify goals, you know, then it's important to drill down further to like, okay, what do I need to do to make these things happen? Right. So let's say that you're the, you know, you're one of your goals this year is like, you know, you want to be more financially secure and you've identified that like, in order to do that, you got to do a better job at budgeting and saving more money or whatever. Right. So you go into 2022 and you're so excited that this is the year, right? This is the year I'm going to save more money than ever before. And then you know, we've all gone into years with a lot like exciting goals and, but eventually that excitement wears off. Right. And at the end of the day, it's like every decision you make every day is what matters, you know? And so, you you know, a lot of people, they set out to do things, but then those bad habits that they had, that had prevented them from achieving that goal for years prior are still there. And you have to change those habits before anything's going to actually change, you know? So habits are the most important thing. And that's probably what we should spend the rest of this time talking about is how to develop habits that actually stick and how you can, how you can make this actually work. Yeah. Can we, am I putting you on the spot by saying, let's come up with a uh, financial goal and then come up with a habit that would be linked to that goal? No, you're not putting me on the spot at all. Um, (laughs) You thrive in these situations. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I love this topic because I've been having a lot of these conversations this year. Mm -hmm. Um, so, all right. So I want to, I also want to kind of point out that I feel like people do goal setting wrong a lot of times. So I want to give a shout out to, um, before we dive into this, that a lot of what you're going to hear me talk about today is from a guy named James Clear, who is the author of Atomic Habits. Easily, in my opinion, the most influential person I've ever come across when it comes to this topic of habits and goal setting. Um, and so this really opened my eyes to goal setting. So a lot of times, right, people set out goals and they have like these specific measurable like goals they want to achieve, right? So let's use personal finance. Like maybe the goal is this year, I want to, I want to save, this is going to be the year that I save $10,000. Okay. Well, you're setting that goal because you haven't been able to do that previously probably. Right. Like, and, and so you know that like, you know, maybe you're a spender, you've always struggled budgeting, You've never been able to save money well, but this is the year you want to change that, right? Well, the problem is that, you know, when you, you're, you're defining winning, like winning or losing by that one number, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, what happens with most goals, right, is that you end up somewhere, maybe, you know, you save $5,000 or whatever, right? So you, so you feel yeah. like a failure the whole time. And at the end of the day, like what you have to change is your habits and your habits and your beliefs. Right. And so like what you really want to do is what James clear talks about is identify identity based goals, identity based beliefs. Right. So rather than saying something like I want to save $10,000 this year, what you should say is I want to be, I want to be the kind of person who's great with money. There's something very different about that being a goal versus I want to save $10,000, right? Use a health and fitness example, right? 
instead of focusing on how much weight you want to lose because you're overweight and it stresses you out, how about have a goal of, I want to be the kind of person who exercises every day. Uh-huh. And, and how many people do you know, Steve, who have set out to like lose weight and eventually like that just, it, you know, they don't see the results quick enough or whatever. And they give up on the process, right? They might've even been working out every day and eating good, but they're not seeing the results right away and they give up. Right. So you're essentially like you, if you become that person, you're going to hit the goal. Exactly. And you don't want to, who wants to be the person who saves $10,000 one time and then blows it all. Right. Right. Like who wants to be the person that loses 20 pounds, but then just gains it all back. Yeah. Is that really your goal? Is your goal really to save $10,000 or is it to be great with money? Yeah, dude. It's, if you people know listening to this, they should be like mind blown from that. Because I've heard you say yeah. this before, but I think I think about it again, and it's like, oh my gosh, right? It's mm-hmm. so true. Yep. What you want to do from a goal setting standpoint, I think, is start with who's the type of person who can achieve the outcomes you want, right? Get clear right. on that. So again, using this, you know, you put me on the spot here. I would say rather than say something like, I want to save X amount of dollars, say, I want to be someone who's great with money. That's your goal. Okay. Okay. Great. Yes. Now, now we know what we're working toward. Okay. Right? So now what's there, the next step building a habit around that or. Yes. Yeah, so, so now you start to think about, okay, well, what does that mean? What are the measurements, right? Who, how do we define, you know, what, what are the things I got to do each and every day in order to be great with money? Right. And now is when you get into things like, okay, if I can save, you know, a thousand dollars a month, or if I can spend less than X number of dollars on a certain category in my budget or whatever, right. You start to brainstorm like those things that the actual like tasks that you got to do. Right. And this is another area where I feel like people really hurt themselves is, and we, we tweet about this a lot on our, our, um, social media is we talk a lot about, you know, trying to do too much too soon. You know, so if you're somebody who's always been kind of bad with budgeting and spending and things like that, and all of a sudden you're just going to, you, you think you're going to completely just flip, flip the switch and be great yeah. at it. You're probably setting yourself up for failure. Mm. And one of the greatest things I ever heard was what's called the two minute rule. So if you, so let's, so again, the example is I want to save $10,000 this year and the habit then maybe is I need to save $800 a month or whatever, right? What's the two minute version of that habit, right? And try, you wanna try to make things as small and tiny as possible so that you know you can do it and you can, and you can do it each and every day and then you'll scale it up from there. So again, health and fitness is an easy one to use here. So maybe, you know, you wanna lose weight and you identify that if I, if I run five miles a week or whatever, that I'll hit my goal. The two minute version of, of that is I'm going to put on my running shoes every day. Yeah. And what happens, right, is that if you take the time to actually put on your running shoes and walk out the front door, you could do that in less than two minutes. Right. What are you going to do? You just turn around and go back inside. No. Right. You're going you're gonna to probably go down the road a little ways. And yeah, sure. Maybe you only go a half a mile. But at least you did something. You could. I did it. Right. I did it. Yeah. So that's like. One of the greatest pieces of advice I can give somebody is instead of trying to do too much too soon, what's the two minute version of the habit? So again, let's bring this back to the finance. If I wanted to save $10,000 this year, I want to be the kind of person who's great with money. Maybe the two minute version of that is I'm going to start each day 
by just writing down how much have I spent this month so far. Right. And so you have like maybe, you know, you identify that if I can spend less than this X number of dollars every month, yeah. I'll hit my goal. So the two minute version is every day, just write down how much have I spent this month? How, how long will that take you? Right. You pull up your credit card app, you just write down the number. Right. That would, that would be an example of the two minute rule in, in that personal finance example. And do you're building, I feel like you are just building so much momentum doing it like that too right because what you said before mm -hmm. you say like oh i want to start you know i want to start running five miles a day or whatever you've never done that before mm -hmm. human behavior like you said you're already kind of like setting yourself up for failure right as opposed yep. to like building momentum with something like the two minute rule over time think about dude if you do that that many days in a row like your power list example right like what would happen if you didn't do your power because you like you you physically could not not do your powerless just because of the momentum of you been doing it mm -hmm. so for yep. so long right yep yeah and you know if you're listening to this you might be you might think it's weird to get this like hyped up about doing something so small right 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 because like you think about it, it's like all right cool if i put on my running shoes it doesn't <laughs> change anything about my weight <laughs> right i get I, and so it might sound weird to get hyped up about that but the point isn't that the point is you're mastering the habit of actually just showing up Right. And the truth is, right, is a habit has to be established before it can be improved. Right. Right. So if you can't learn the basic skill of showing up, you have little hope of mastering the finer details of it. Right. So right. instead of trying to, like, engineer the perfect habit. From the beginning, do something easy and do it consistently and then optimize and then scale up from there. Mm. Right. Yeah. That I was going to say the scaling up. But what can you say about setting up your environment to make sure you will mm -hmm. put on the shoes or you will go out? Is is setting up the environment putting on your shoes or is setting up the environment having your shoes near your bed or something like that? Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, that's a great, great question. Yeah. This is another huge part, right? So it, it, your environment will have a huge impact on how you're going to actually do, right? So I know we need to come up with a personal finance one, but health and fitness is so easy. So like if you're the person trying to lose weight, right. Mm -hmm. the setting up your environment to succeed would be like at every morning you wake up and your running shoes and your workout clothes are already out and like right there. In front yeah. Of you, so right? what would that for the personal finance, would that be like your budget trackers on your fridge? It's posted on there on the fridge or yep. something. Like that. It could be a sticky note you put on your bathroom mirror. Yeah. It could be, okay. it could be as simple as, putting a calendar reminder in your phone that you get prompted every day with a notification to mm -hmm. write down at eight o'clock in the morning, how much you spent month today. Mm -hmm. Like these are, these are ways where you can set up your environment. Another way could be to have a buddy that's doing the same thing with you, right? That's an environment. That's a way to use your environment to help yeah. you hold yourself accountable. There's a lot of ways to do it. The question is, is what are you going to do to set up your environment to give you the best chance to achieve the goal? If you don't yeah. do anything to do, if you don't set up your environment in any way, again, you're going to probably lose motivation. You know, something we talked about today in our social media is like how many people on February 9th, 2022 have already lost motivation yeah. for whatever goals they set to do. And I would argue, I'd love to know for, if we could actually survey people who have lost motivation, I'd love to ask them that question. What did you do to set up your environment to succeed and hear those answers? Yeah. My guess is it's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. Dude, it's crazy. It so, feels like a, it's like a giant funnel, right? Of what you got to do. You start with the goal, right? Then you do this. Mm -hmm. Then you, you want to be this type of person. What does that mean? It, 
Does that make sense? Yep. yep. Yeah. And another huge part of setting up your environment is how are you tracking it? Right. I was going to ask you, how are you how, keeping how are score you? of all this? Exactly. If you're not, if you're not measuring it, you're probably not doing it. You know, what, what gets measured gets done. So you need to have some sort of way to track this stuff, right? And you could just have a simple, you know, notebook you journal in. It could be an Excel spreadsheet that you're logging numbers into to track it. It could be, there's a lot of different ways to track your progress on things, but how are you tracking your progress? That's part of the environmental power too, I would say. Okay. And then, well, how would you say like saying scaling up from there, right? So you start small. That's what you want to do would be an example of scaling up, whether you're using the uh, fitness yeah. example or the personal finance example. <clears throat> yeah, let's try to stick to the personal finance one. So, so you know, let's say you're the person who started with, I want to be the kind of person who's great with money. And then you decide that your two-minute version of the habit is you're going to start every day writing down what you've spent month to date, right? So that you're focused on your daily and monthly spending. Yep. You know, and, and let's say you start to do that then like consistently day in and day out. By the way, um, on this like day in and day out thing, you know, I love the what James Clear talks about in the Atomic Habits about like two concepts. When if you're actually track, like if you have a way to keep score, like let's say you've got a daily calendar that you just you put a check box every day that you, you know, let's say you've got a calendar on your fridge, and you're and you're putting an X on every day that you wrote down how much money you've spent month to date or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. One of the cool things is to like, when you start stringing together days, never break the chain, right? Like if you've got seven days in a row, how how hard, like people start to get addicted to the idea of never breaking that chain because you've done yeah. it that many days in a row, right? Right. And then another really important rule that he talks about is never miss twice. Like the, you're going to have that day, right? Where like shit blows up in your life and you, you failed that one day. It's okay, guys. Progress over perfection, but don't miss twice. Never let yourself miss twice, mm -hmm. right? That's another huge, huge takeaway that I had from that book. But um, to go back to scaling up. So let's say you've done it consistently, right? I've wrote down how much I spent month to date every day for 27 days. You feel like you've got it down. It's really a habit. It's really sticking. You're consistently doing it. You know, there's a couple of ways you could scale up from there. So maybe you know, from the next step for you could be to, you know, to actually like be more aggressive with your budgeting goal, right? So if you, you had it set where it's like, I don't want to spend more than $5,000 a month, right? Or, or maybe let's, let's say it was to save a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Maybe now you want to save $1,100 next month. Right. You know, you could scale up that way. That, that is now because you established the original one, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Because yeah, you're becoming be that person different. who's better with money. Yep. The person who you want to become someone who's better with money. So maybe scaling up could be, all right, so I've gotten good at budgeting. Now I want to become more knowledgeable at investing. So the next right. habit I'm going to work on every day is I'm going to start every day by reading some sort of article on investing. Yeah. Right. Or, or something like that, right? Like that yeah. could be another example of scaling up. Yeah. You know, so. Dude, that's so crazy. I feel like the biggest takeaway people should like take if you don't want to like it is a lot to take in. Um, but I think like the biggest thing that I'm at least taking away, Nate, is the like I like making goals different instead of I want to save 10 grand this year. I want to be the person who 
I want to be someone who's good with money, right? I the yep. identity based goals. That's what you call it, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's Dude, so much more powerful. It, yep. Say it to yourself. Like it just feel it hits different. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and dude, you, and, and if, like you said, dude, you said like you, th- like there's so much to be said, like, okay, you, what if you hit that goal that saved the 10,000, but you didn't become someone who was good with saving money, but like you didn't some become someone who was good with money. You just saved the 10,000 and you just spent it all. Right. Yep. It's so crazy. Yep. Yeah. It's, it is crazy. And, and again, like I, I love, I've felt this way a long for a long time about like, I, I have, you know, very close friends who, who always are asking me for advice on like, you know, working out or exercise stuff, losing weight. And I always like, I always struggle to tell them like they want to know like a plan or whatever. And I always tell them like my greatest advice to you is your goal shouldn't have anything to do with how much weight you want to lose. It should, your goal, your goal should simply be that you become someone who loves working out, (laughs) like just fall in love with working out. Working out should be fun for you. And then everything else will happen. Right. How many, I mean, I've seen it so many times where people like will mm-hmm. go on these crash diets or things like that. They lose a bunch of weight, but then they gain it back. Was that, how productive was that really? Right. You know? Yeah. So I feel like you could answer this next question by a lot, but with a lot of answers, but what, if someone's like Nate, I, I just don't know. I've tried all this. Like I can't, I, I can't accomplish my goals. I can never hit it. What do you think is the number one reason people aren't accomplishing the goals or the things they want to is it because you know do you think it's more so they're not setting the right goal or they're not creating Mm -hmm. the right habit or like what do you think is the number one thing i think the number one thing is is that i think the number one thing is that they're not they're not picking the right habits to focus on you know and that's why i love that two minute rule so much like Mm -hmm. i think i think the biggest mistake people make is they try to do too much. Yeah. And then, and then they get so frustrated with the lack of outcomes that they're seeing. And the thing is, right. Is that, you know, habits like these small habits day in and day out over a long period of time, it's, it's compounding growth. It's an exponential curve. So you're not going to see the results until somewhere down the line, but then it's just going to show up and you're going to, and everyone around you is going to be like, wow, where did this come from? Yeah. And it's, and it's because you've been doing something consistently for so long. And then all of a sudden one day the results really start to show up and you can't, you know, if you can't just expect change to happen overnight, it, it is a process. And, but there's so much, there, there's so much like calm and peace that comes from when you really embrace that mindset of like, Hey, if I just keep doing this thing every day for yeah. a long period of time, I'm going to have everything I want. And stop right. focusing on what you don't have and just focus on doing the process and enjoying the journey of it. Yeah. And that's to me where I think the biggest reason that that person you're describing, like they fail is that they want to see results right away and they haven't picked the right habits. They, you know, you know, they're again, like, you know, they're trying to do too much too soon instead of like, there's, I think the best question to ask that person is, all right, cool. You, so you've decided you got to work out five days a week and eat, less than 2000 calories every day and drink, Mm -hmm. you know, however many, uh, liters of water every day. What's the two minute version of that habit? Yeah. And do that consistently day in and day out for a while and then scale up from there. Like it's okay, by the way, if you do something consistently for the next 30 days and you haven't lost all the weight yet, 
That's okay. Right. So, keep going. I'm I, I'm processing no, what you that, said. Do you have something to say? No, I, I just I think I think that that'd be my greatest advice is you, okay. know, you need to you need to be master that skill of showing up first and foremost, right? Yeah. A, ha- yeah. a habit must be established before it can be improved. Right. So okay. So what um. So, okay. So. What do you think if if someone's listening to this? Because I think this would be a good kind of spot to start wrapping up. Is yep. what um if someone's listening to this and we just we posted about this on our social last couple of last couple of days. Um, it's relevant, right? It's the start of February when you're listening to this. Like, so you might have said this in the beginning of the episode as well. Is if you kind of fell off in January or you're kind of in a rut, you didn't start doing what you said you were going to do in January, whether it's you're going to, you were going to track your expenses or you're going to start going to the gym. Like, how do you make sure you don't become that person who now is like, all right, the rest of this year is like kind of a wash. Cause I, I think that happens. It's like, for some reason, it's the same thing as like, people want to start a goal on Monday. People love starting a goal January one because you know what I mean? It's like a mindset thing. They love doing it like that, but I, I even fall victim to that, right? You love starting on a Monday mm-hmm. or like if you don't do it right in January, you feel like you can't mm-hmm. get back on the path like you always say, yeah. right? So like if someone's listening to this, they fell off in January, it's February. What can they do to get back on the path with their goals? Like what's one thing they can do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I noticed, you know, within with having a lot of these types of conversations with people that you get you can get into a really bad headspace, right? When you've missed so many days or you just, you're not even close to doing what you said you wanted to do. Right. And then it kind of feels like, all right, screw it. I'm just going to give up or whatever, you know? Um, It's okay. Like it's okay for people to just realize like, Hey, I I messed up. I didn't do what I said I was going to do, but today is a new day and I'm just going to, I'm going to hit the reset button starting now. Right. And again, I'd go back to start small. What's one tiny thing you can do today that moves you in the direction of your goals and just do that today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about what you did last week. Don't worry about what you've done last month. Don't worry about how far behind you are in things. What's one small thing I can do today that gets me moving in the direction of my goals. And then tomorrow, do the same thing. And, you know, and, and the other thing too, and we kind of talked about this today on social is like, maybe you need like to have a little more fun with this, you know, set a reward for yourself, right? That's another thing that James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits is um, he calls it temptation bundling, where, you know, you set a reward for when you do the thing you, you need to do, right? So maybe it's like, I'm not going to eat my favorite snack until I've updated my budget for today right or i'm not going to watch my favorite tv show until i've updated my budget for today Uh, right something to just kind of make it fun where you get a reward when you do the thing that you need to do yeah um so start small set up a kind of a reward system if that's what you need to do it's all okay and and stop worrying about what you did yesterday can't change yesterday just focus on today yeah and take it one day at a time and like we talked about with like the never break the chain or don't miss two days in a row. Like just draw a line in the sand. Today's a new day starting for like moving forward. I'm going to do this one small thing every day and try to stack as many days in a row as you can. Yeah. 
and then scale up. Yeah. Dude, I feel like there's so much powerful stuff and all that. I, I'm curious um, how the our first episode went last year and what we talked about when we talked about this. I know we talked about different stuff in this one, but I feel like there's so much to Im, like um, unpack in everything that you went, but it's all like so good and applicable, I feel like, for anyone who's listening, you know? Yep. Um, but I, I think that that honestly, Nate, that you, you covered everything perfectly and that was everything that I wanted to ask. And this was even helpful for me to kind of listen to you talk about it again. Um, was there anything that you wanted to add with any of that? No, I, I know like the only other thing I want to point out is that, you know, I, I said it earlier, progress over perfection. Yeah. You know, it's one of the things that I've learned from doing this stuff. For a, for a number of years now is like, you know, my first goal and plan, I, I would probably laugh at that today, mm-hmm. right? Like whatever I set to do when I was 22 years old and the way I went about doing it, I'd probably think was really silly today, you know, and at, like part of growth is learning what not to do too and learning from your mistakes. And so, you, yeah, maybe you had a plan to save more money this year than ever before, and then you set a habit and you even did all the things we talked about. So you've got a tracker or whatever, but you're still missing. That's not failure. If you're learning something from that and then you're adjusting the plan, you know, like my, like I, I've, I've made so many adjustments over the years of, of like what I yeah. need to do to hit my goals. It's okay. Like that's part of all this too, is, is learning what not to do process of elimination. Eventually you'll start to find the system that really works for you. And, but none of that occurs if you don't, if you're not even going through a, you know, personal growth process like we're talking about. Yeah. So interesting. There's so much that goes into like, um, like goal planning just in general. And there's so many different ways you can go about it. And you've been like, like how many years do you think that you've been like learning about like the goal setting and the habits and all that stuff? Right. Like what a decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember the first book I ever read on the subject was, uh, in 2008, it was um, Napoleon Hill. Um, wow, wow, why am I blanking on the name? The one thing? Think, think and Grow Rich Oh, by okay. Napoleon Hill. It was like the first book I ever read on this, and it kind of started me on this journey. So yeah, 2008 to today, and I just like Jeez. love this stuff. But the other thing, one last thing to add, and then we can wrap up, is comparing and contrasting is the thief of joy. Yeah. It, stop comparing yourself to your to anyone else (laughs) it it will it will it will starve you of happiness yeah this is your journey this is your journey yeah focus on you figure out where you're at and what you need to do and just get consistent and you'll be you'll be so much happier and you won't believe the results you'll get over time but remember it is compounding growth it's exponential curve don't don't get mad because someone else maybe has better results right now than you that's okay it doesn't matter Right. Yeah, that that is a, a such a good point too, especially with like social media and how the way the world works. It's like people are programmed to like not sh- like virtue signal and show off. It's so tough to like block all that out and just stay on your own path. Yep. Um. All right. Well, cool, dude. I think that is a good place to wrap up. Um. What do we got for? What do we got for next month? You think we should start doing like kind of a, a teaser of what we're going to be talking about next time? I, I was thinking maybe, but maybe not because like we might want to change it on the fly. I know we have the monthly themes, but, um, you know, maybe we'll yeah. feel something else and want to change it up. 
Yeah, I think the next month's topic, if we want to try a teaser for this, I think it's budgeting. Is it budgeting? Yeah. I I think that our, dude, our budgeting episode from last year, Budgeting 101, was uh, our most listened to episode. Wow. (laughs) Listeners love budgeting. Yeah. Um, All right. Cool, guys. Well, thank you for listening to Max Your Dash podcast, everyone. We will catch you in the next one. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Security America Advisors, Inc. Dash Capital Advisors and Securities America are separate entities.